0: And welcome to another episode of Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award winning influencer marketing agency helping brands grow since 2014. This is your bi weekly podcast to learn more on the latest consumer behavior trends, innovative marketing strategies, and of course, all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. In this week's episode, I have my brilliant colleague Julia Adjaden with me in the studio. Julia has over five years of experience in the influencer marketing industry and is today responsible for the strategy development for some of Cure Media's largest clients. In this episode, Julia will give us her best tips and tricks on how to fine-tune your influencer marketing strategy and keep up to date with the consumer's wants and needs. Hi, Julia, and welcome back to Influencer Marketing Talks. This is not your first time on the podcast. It's
1: not. Hi, Frida. Thank you for having me back. I think that means that I'm doing something right, at least. Of course. Uh, no, I think it's my fourth time back. So, um, But this industry is changing so fast, so I'm just guessing there's always something new to talk about.
0: Yeah, we always have something new. <laughs> always something. Okay, so um, how are you today, Julia?
1: I'm good, I had a great start uh, this morning at the office, Uh, we got some waffles for Valentine's Day, uh, which is today when we're recording, and I had a real good um, mood since we did events last week, we have uh, Valentine's and love is all around us, so yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, Um, you're good as well?
0: It's a wonderful day, I'm good, I'm good, I'm here recording a podcast with you, (laughs) it's amazing! (laughs) Okay, Julia, shall we jump into the questions? Let's do it. So when developing the influence marketing strategies for, for our clients, which you, of course, have a lot of experience in, what is the biggest learning from that that you think more brands should take into consideration? Uh, I
1: think that brands always need to go back to the basics and looking at where are we today and where do we want to go. Um, I think a lot of brands are uh, starting in the wrong in the wrong end, so to speak, that they are looking at what do we want to say and through who, rather than where are my audience, what the, do they know about me, what do they think about me, uh, and from there, uh, putting together a strategy. So first of all, looking at uh, who is your audience today, who do you want them to be, what's your awareness today, What's your liking today, and what do you want it to be. And from there, you should really build uh, your strategy with the different tools from the toolbox, um, to to put together something that will work for for your brand, uh, the nature of the brand, your audience, and kind of where you're at in terms of uh, awareness and preference.
0: Yeah, it's very important to start with who you are talking to. Like, yeah. it's not always like what do I want to say as a brand, but more like how should I say it and to who. So mm. uh, customers first.
1: Yes. And I think a lot of brands have like in their mind that they have an idea of who their customers are, but really it's something else. And you really need to look first, where are they and in what way do they want to be communicated with?
0: Yeah, agree. Yeah. So moving to the influence marketing strategy, what different parts do you think make up a successful influence marketing strategy today? Because, you know, we have the maybe the most challenging social media landscape ever. It's a lot of channels, it's a lot of buzz, it's a lot of news. Yeah. Exactly. I think that this year will go
1: to history as the year when we at Cure at least are testing more than we've ever done. Uh, and I think that all uh, boils down to us partnering up with our clients for so long. Uh, we have very long partnerships going on. So we have kind of built the uh, always on presence together with our clients. They do have um, a strong fan base, a lot of them, uh, in the always on um in their always on strategy. And uh, now we're looking more to how can we we build from there the awareness they have, the liking we've created and do something more fun that stands out even more than the always-on uh, layer. So now uh, we're looking more into adding creative concepts. Uh, how can we um, utilize a paid strategy? How can we add events to the to the mix? Uh, how can we help our clients to be better at community management? Um, and Could we add UGC, like um, user-generated content? So there's just so many things that you can build on. I I would say always that the always-on presence is super important to have like a foundation but then you need to add some fireworks to keep it interesting and to be creative in another way and and Frida you and I we have our favorite professor um Niklas Bondesson who has been um yeah lecturing with us on our events lately and on the podcast also listen to his episode Uh, i'm a huge fan but he is talking a lot about what creative campaigns are doing for a brand and it's doing so much for liking and and how you're perceived in terms of quality customer care um, employee health like everything boils down to how creative you are so um, that's that's something very important to consider in your strategy as well so both the authentic layer and also the, the creative layer.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's like picking like a, a mix of candy. I know not everyone have these, but uh, yeah, Swedish candy was viral on TikTok a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, You know, you pick your favorites just to add, make the perfect mix. Yeah, And that's what brands need to do. You know, you need to have the sour one. You need to have the licorice one, which is very unpopular in other countries, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, So you need to find the perfect mix for your brand.
1: Yeah, I kind of understand that not one strategy is the solution to to everything. But, you know, just as a marketing mix, you need to have your influencer marketing mix now. You can't just rely on uh, one part or one platform. You have to be present on all platforms doing different things. Um, so kind of narrowing it down to what types of strategies that you want to add to your strategy and look how they can work together.
0: Yeah. So. Let's say you are a marketer. Now you have created your influence marketing strategy. You have the perfect mix or you feel like you have the perfect mix. Now the next step is like getting the vision out. The What content do you need? What content do you want? What is important to keep in mind when it comes to, you know, briefing the creative briefs, uh, briefing the influencers so that the content that ends up on social media platforms is the way you would like it to be and that the audience finds it interesting yeah
1: first of all i would like to say that i'm a content expert since i have like 12 hours of screen time every day <laughs> so i watch a lot of content um i say it's for a work purpose but who knows um but first of all you need to to kind of understand why your audience is spending time on the platforms uh, are they doing so to get inspired, to get entertained, or to get educated in in a subject? And what is entertaining to them? Uh, because that could vary a lot between target audiences as well. Uh, but when you have determined that, I think it's very important that you uh, move very fast with trends and content. Uh, I know that I guessed at an episode way back or like I wrote an article about this, but, uh, where I said it's, uh, if you can't be fast, then don't do it at all. But now I would say like, if you can't be fast, you have to hire someone who can do that because you can't not move with the trends right now. Uh, it's, you know, you're going to get outdated and feel irrelevant very, very fast. Uh, and there's so many examples on things that you can tap into today to show your audience that you are um, that you're living the same life as they are, uh, that you're interested in the same things that they are and more like build your social media presence as one of their friends rather than a brand who tries to sell you things.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like jumping on the trends that go for like three days, but we have like example is the Barbie trend. It has, it had like all the pink stuff. It was pink in fashion. It was a lot of other products around it, but there it was like a trend. It, 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 it went on for like months, like from the day we started seeing clips from the, uh, the recording days, um, up until like it, stopped, it was like months. So if you can't be like fast enough on like two, three days, then try to look at the the longer trends. Yeah.
1: I mean, we had uh, Love is Blind here in Sweden a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and there were a couple of quotes and memes that was super popular. And some brands were super quick to do something fun about it. And those were really celebrated on socials. But the ones who were like a week late to the party were like, oh, my God, you're so old. Uh, so like those kind of micro trends, you have to be super fast because they will be over in a couple of days. And if you're not that fast, then just don't. Uh, so find those macro trends instead uh, and build something really good. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we know trends are everywhere. And one example of a re- true trendsetter event was Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What are your current favorite trends Julia? Maybe from the Super Bowl, maybe not. I
1: mean my favorite trends um definitely is brands that are smart with things from like the Super Bowl, um the Taylor Swift Eras Tour love is blind uh tapping into saltburn uh anyone what you was super popular with the unwritten song so seeing brands who are creative with those um like moments in um, movies series what's going on in uh, sports uh formula 1 I'm a big fan so what's going on in in those worlds uh I have really good respect for those brands uh other than that I think it's really fun when brands find ways to do Um, like the, the trends that the users are doing, uh, so like the real or cake trend. Uh, I think that Loewe did that with their bags.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they did like an irony of it. So it was like a really bad (laughs) cakes.
1: (laughs) So funny. Um, I think some brands have done the, I'm a blank. So obviously I blank trend. Uh, they've done that really well. Um, I think that some brands also did the, you know, Susie, uh, who didn't like store-bought pesto. Yeah. 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 Some brands has done that really well. And I think that, uh, you know, the Swedish candy, uh, trend could be utilized in so many other industries. I'm, I'm just considering thinking here, uh, bubblegum colored eyeshadows, uh, doing like Swedish candy inspired makeup looks. And I think that that's the key takeaway from that is that, No one is ever going to recreate that look. No one is ever going to buy those products. But it says something about you as a brand, that you're creative, you're fun, you understand the social media trends, and that makes you more preferred and more liked, which in the end is going to generate sales. So you don't have to do everything to generate sales on that specific makeup look or that specific product. But in the end, if you do fun things that the audience like, then it's going to um, have an effect on your uh, result in the end.
0: Yeah, it builds brand personality, I think, because for sure you want to like feel that the brand is like kind of close to you, like yeah. they get you and you want to know them more as a person. Like if the brand were a person, who would it be? Yeah, um, I think that will be bigger and bigger for the upcoming years. Yeah.
1: And also, like, with my example now from the Swedish candy trend, ghost makeup looks inspired. That's not that I, something that I would recommend, like, YSL to do because it's very, I would say it's kind of off brand for them and their social media personality. But, like, one of our clients, Makeup Mickey, who is more fun and playful and a lot of colors, that's a good trend for them to, to maybe tap into. Um, so. I mean, it all depends on the nature of the brand and what really fits uh, yeah. their personality.
0: So, Yeah. So don't jump on every trend you see. <laughs> no, please don't. That's <laughs> the warning label of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Julia, so much for guesting the podcast once again. It was uh, a pleasure having you here. As always, Frida, I go so fast these minutes. Um, yeah. But it was
1: super fun and I look forward to come back with new trends.
0: Yeah, looking forward to have you back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Influencer Marketing Talks. To stay current with our latest podcast episodes, the latest consumer marketing trends, and insightful updates on social media and influencer marketing, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at CureMedia.